Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available at the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 20. Our recap will be given by David Gasway as his character, Reginald Harcourt. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. David? Thank you. Well, it's been a horrific and confusing year and an astonishing last couple of days. Having stayed up all night attempting to interfere with the machinations of a Dr. Savaggio, the butcher of Malay, we're unable to enter his compound in Soho. But as the darkness thinned toward light, we managed finally to get the local authorities interested in what we had seen and known about the whereabouts of the kidnapped mental patient, Dr. Punchin. There was a standoff at the compound. Many shots were fired. Uh, Savaggio's notoriously dangerous and oversized henchman, Claude, was one of the casualties. Some policemen were injured. The doctor himself seems to have escaped somewhere into the sewers, but Dr. Punchin, Punchin was retrieved, uh, although none the better for his experiences. Uh, we spent the body of the day uh, pursuing somewhat different interests. Uh, uh, Vadim and Fuller Albright uh, went to the hospital that Dr. Punchin was taken to to ascertain that he was safe and to further photograph the markings incised upon his flesh. They noted also the black lines that Dr. Savaggio had made to indicate how he would peel off his skin in one piece while he was alive. They also attempted egress to the library at the British Museum, but they were rebuffed, although they're taking steps. Felix Matthews had a somewhat secretive meeting uh, with, um, with, what's his name? Theodore. With our, yes, Theodore Rayburn Price, um, at which he was informed of an upcoming, somewhat dubious sounding invitation only auction at Sotheby's, uh, which he believes uh, might contain an item that is the Horn of Alu. The rest of us went uh, to meet um, Dr. Means at the museum. He'd phoned us at Felix's uh, mansion. Memes is under a great deal of psychological strain um, and fainted before our meeting was over. He's translated a significant amount of the scroll of Endless Shadow. Uh, in particular, he showed us a passage warning us not to read it aloud, which is about the, uh, a human individual who aspires to greatness, about uh, the return of Naboo cloaked in human flesh, about a deity named something like Yog sothoth although of course vowel quality is unknowable in ancient Near Eastern text. Yohuthrus was another possibility. Uh, at any rate, we informed him that we would be able to provide him potentially with a, the full text of the Scroll of Endless Shadow as marked upon Dr. Punchin. He also warned us that the scroll cannot be destroyed, that it will appear, should say, you know, the current carrier be immolated or whatnot, or die while it's being removed. Uh, and so there's a danger of being repeated any number of times. 
That night we regrouped at the Travelers Club in an attempt to see what we could find of uh, Thompson. Um, we gave him a little bit of a razz uh, in various ways. I generated a bit of comedy of error by trying to trick him into reading the words yog Zothoth, um, which had no apparent effect on him. Uh, and we left more uncertain about his role in the matter than we arrived. After that meeting, we determined together that we'd be attending this Sotheby's auction and see whether or not we can in fact achieve or attain the famed and dangerous Horn of Alu. Excellent. So you have a few days before that comes up, but I've asked you all previously for your spending limits and I need to kind of hold you to that. You can't like say, I'm going to go out and sell my house and have half a million dollars or whatever. Um, it's, it, it's reasonable amounts of money. Um, but you still have a few days beforehand if you want to do anything. The actual contents of what's going to be sold, uh, you, you, don't want, you won't know until you're there. The auction uh, begins at 8 o'clock uh, in the evening after Sotheby's closes. However, the doors will open at 6.30. Um, and you have to arrive between 6.30 and 7. And uh, then you'll have at least an hour to look at the objects before you make your decisions on what you want to purchase. And we saw in the picture that the horn was there. What was the other thing we're looking for? Well, we're looking also for the seal. We're looking for... Um, well the, well, the scroll of endless darkness describes a seal, a horn, and an eye. An eye. I think we might have given the seal to the red turbans. Well, the statue. I mean, I'd feel safer if that were the case. No, the statue is a separate item. The statue is also listed. The golden statue of Naboo. Well, uh, what we should do is prioritize what we want to go for, pool our money, and go for that item. I doubt that we have the cash flow to get both items. Well, we're thinking if there, if we see something that's an eye, granted, you know, but we know the horn is possibly there. I mean, we should prioritize and say, get the horn, and we could check out who bought any other items that we want to check into. They'll very probably have proxies if they're uh, wealthy and secretive. Um, so we won't necessarily know who buys what. Um, the catalog is a simply reproduced thing, I believe you said, so that the horn isn't very clearly visible. Correct. Uh, just a, yeah. And there, there's, not other, there's no other list of items. It's just items from ancient Sumeria, etc. Correct. Well, and there it's, no, it's uh, occult-related items, yes. And there aren't any price estimates for anything. No. We just know that this invitation only comes to those with deep pockets. And with uh, an interest in the occult. And perhaps a degree of lawlessness. You know, full of the, one of the things, if, if the Eye of Lamatsu should be there also, or the seal, as far as we know, we only need to prevent the shadowy enemy from having all of the objects in order to make the ritual complete. 
So if we can simply secure the horn or the eye or the seal, then we could presumably stave off this, well, what means described in that uh, frightening passage. Um, speaking of him, speaking of our Dr. Memes, uh, you know, I asked him to rest up, but I told him that we'd bring more photographs of the rest of the markings on poor Dr. Punchin's person. Uh, does anyone object to him having the complete text? Mind you, he also noted that it was, it was jumbled every time it transferred onto a new host. And we don't know whether Savaggio had any insight into what order it should be read in. But currently, there are only two places that we know that the entire cuneiform text is available or on his body and in the photographs that we've collected but have not yet joined. We should also be aware that most likely Savaggio is going to make a show at this auction. Perhaps, although it is a secure establishment and he's a wanted man. And he wasn't his own boss, we understand. So there might be somebody else sent in his stead or in the stead of whoever is his uh, keeper. The warlock. All right. I would highly recommend that we keep at least one or two of the uh, photographs aside and under the feint of uh, they didn't get developed just in case and if we need to produce them later we can but we, I would already, gave not... we already gave them the memes though not all of them not everything no he hasn't seen we held two back from the first uh, collection for safety oh, okay i'm sorry he also hasn't seen them those he hasn't seen the ones that um that were taken after he was uh retrieved from the compound in soho Mm-hmm. You know, I was I, so, I was thinking about Savaggio, and I wonder if he actually has anything directly to do with this, or was he just paid for his services as a surgeon to get the mm -hmm. skin? I think I that think seems he, rather more likely. He was known as a specialist in cruelty. Possibly, possibly. But Savaggio is just another pawn in this, in this maybe more of a uh, rook in the game. Yeah. But I don't, think he's, I don't think he has any direct uh, interest in uh, the ultimate goal here. I think I was, we're along the same lines of thought. All right. But as I said, I think we should keep at least one or two of these uh, new photographs and then produce the, uh, the rest of this new batch. That way we can control the information, just in case. Yes, the only question is whether it's safer to trust him and have a complete translation or not trust him and risk the chance that he'll mistranslate something in a way that can be confusing or disastrous. I mean, well, say there was one line off each part of what I the translation that I read in his office, one word missing because that was where his elbow crooked mm. and the whole meaning could change. Possibly. Well, I mean, we have to sit down and think, do we even want the full text? Exactly. I mean, are we planning on using the spell ourselves? If not, then mm. we don't really need the full text. I'd rather this not uh, get out. 
I agree on those points. But uh, the counterexample I would offer was the uh, unfortunate Mr. Ginger had two tablets of four. He had the two that made him into a shadow and not the two that allowed him to become human again. So perhaps the entirety of the text in this case as well might be important. But we can't know that until it's translated and he's working much faster than I could at it and has a broader knowledge base and closer access to resources. Uh, if, if the consensus is that we'll hold back an item or two, I accept that. I mean, it is a great risk to try and trust anybody with it. For now, and then if necessary, we can uh, produce the photos later. Also, we don't need to needlessly make him a target. Yes. We don't yes, know I think where... if, well, it's true. If, if, the, if our uh, adversary had any idea how far he'd gone already, I think Mr. Dr. Memes would be in a great deal of trouble. That's a fair point. All right. Um, well, uh, what evening is the auction? Is it a Thursday? So on Tuesday, I'll take him a selection of a majority of the photographs and, and see how his progress is and how his mental state is. And if anyone wants to come, please join me. I'll go. I have a meeting with Campbell Thompson at two today. Oh, indeed we do. Don't we have a meeting with the Children of Tranquility coming up here soon? Uh, well, we invited them. Let's check the papers and see if they responded. Otherwise, I'll just go to Trafalgar and hope they show up. Yes. And we need to get some money up, too. Wasn't that I, meeting yesterday? The, uh, with the Children of Tranquility? Yeah, I thought Felix went and nobody showed up. Am I wrong? No. I didn't go to that. Yeah, no, we, we were so busy with the police raid and whatnot that we, nobody went. And yeah. so we, we put another ad in in hopes that uh, okay. we could either get a response or, or they'd show up. Because we would like to pass this matter on, of course. Um, so after I finish this rather delicious roll, uh, I'll go to Trafalgar, and then we'll have time for lunch before the meeting with Thompson. Um, do I recall that at the Explorers Club, Thompson invited me to come as well, despite our somewhat adversarial relationship? I'm not sure that you approached. Uh, I think he locked eyes on me while he was talking to Mr. Matthews um, and said something Wait, about a plurality. Thank you. What was that, John? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to ask you something. Um, since you're all here sitting around the table, uh, do you have any strategies for the auction? I mean, auctions are tricky. Well, I've got quite a, I got a little experience in the auction world. I'm not super keen on tipping my hand to all my techniques, but I think we, I think we all have enough money to power our way through anything we might face. We certainly don't want to be seen, uh, we certainly don't want to bid against each other for no reason, or mm. be seen to be colluding. Um, we should probably figure out what our total reasonable allotment will be, so that uh, presumably Felix as our representative will be doing the big bidding, uh, being a somewhat mysterious figure. Um, I think it's also not unreasonable for at least one of us to bid up smaller objects to try to lower people's general pocket 
So if I go 50 pounds above 16 items beforehand and generally, not trying to actually win things, but generally impoverishing the crowd and enriching Sotheby's, that might help us. I don't know if we'll be able to impoverish these, these, these folks here. They look like they, uh, they could uh, buy a railroad if they really wanted to. In all, in all fairness, I think that the people who are going to be going after the items we're going after are holding out for those items mm -hmm. and will drop their coin then. I don't think that the smaller items are going to be bid for. And we might even find some red turbans bidding. Yeah. You know, and we might find a couple of interesting occult items that I wouldn't mind taking home. Something Latin for you to read in Fuller or something else of note. Um, I mean, I assume that most of the people there will not even know what the Horn of Alu is. Um, and it will be worth, you know, again, I don't think that the, I don't think that our adversary is going to show up himself or herself in a great black cloak. I think there'll be some minion sent, but uh, it'll be interesting to see who that is. Yeah, I'm going to say that for the actual bidding on the Horn, the very beginning, there might be four or five people bidding on it. And as soon as it hits a pretty good price, I bet you it's only going to be one other person besides us bidding on it. I think that's a reasonably astute expectation, yes. Well, and since, there's no reason to start uh, bidding until it's closed. Um, since since the, this is outside the game a little bit, but since it's written this way, I, I want to give you some insight into the way that the auction is going to go. Okay. Um, the way that they want us to do this is you guys have a certain amount of money you can spend. Um, you'll, you'll arrive at the auction and you will meet, possibly meet, some of the other bidders who are also looking at the items. Okay. You, may, you might recognize them. You might not recognize them. You, they might be talkative. They might not be talkative. Uh, but it'll give you just a little bit of info on them. When the bidding starts, what we're going to do is those of you who are actually going to bid uh, will go in dex order, okay? And you have the option of either bidding or using a psychology role on one of the other people to try to determine what their spending limit is. You know, if they look nervous at that last bit, et, et cetera. That's going to yeah. suck. Would, would it be psychology or could you also use credit rating? Like, takes one. Uh, okay, I figured it would take one to no you're, one. You're trying to read their facial expressions. Remember in a caution, everybody tries to be as deadpan as possible. We're screwed. The next time I join a club, it shall not be occultists, but psychologists. Anyway, I just wanted to put that in there. That sounds fun, although possibly uh, doomed. But also, if you can find ways to tip things in your favor, like you were mentioning, getting people to spend money on other shit. <laughs> That's a cool idea, too. All right. And regarding, uh, you know, keeping track of it, um, we're talking about our spending level, our assets, or... Your assets are all of your houses, your car, you, those things you can't spend. Right. Uh, got so I'm, I'm limited to the paltry yes. number of pounds that I carry around in general, have liquid. 
yeah, it's not it's not that paltry to considering nineteen twenty. Right. And and that's the other thing. These are pounds, but I don't want to have to think about that either. So I'm just going to say dollars. <laughs> They're pounds. But how many pence is that? How many shillings? <laughs> how many imperial shillings? <laughs> 20, 20, 12, 12, whatever converts to. All right. How many crowns and farthings? Sorry, Vadim, your rubles are no good here. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Uh, unless you want to do anything before your meeting with Campbell Thompson. Well, I'm going to try Trafalgar Square, but I assume that the newspapers say nothing and the children really are not present. Correct. All right. So that's a bust. I will explain that uh, we have, uh, once again, no red term and help uh, back at the club. And uh, I don't know, who do, who do we think should best go and meet Campbell Thompson? How many and whom? Felix? Well, being that I arranged the meeting, he's kind of expecting me to show. Um. Do you want anybody to go with you? Could always use muscle and brains. It's my standard, my standard trio when walking into a situation where I'm not 100% <laughs> sure what is going to happen. So the trio is muscles, brains, and you provide charisma. <laughs> the full package. It's the total package, sir. Indeed it is. I'm more of the, what do you call the guy? He has a stick. He sent the, the orchestra, the maestro, the, the maestro. The conductor of madness. Yes. yes. I think you're the one who's got this kicked out of the most bars. That is correct. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, Tom, um, if it comes up, I have a pretty high appraise skill for the auction. I don't know if that will be used or not. Maybe, yeah. All right. We'll say it's after lunch and you're heading over to the museum. Did you happen to grab the pictures before we left the club? I uh, did. To hand off to memes, you mean? Yes. Yeah, we can do that on the way. I just want to make sure we're being as efficient as possible as fuel is not the cheapest in these these times. And Although to uh, reiterate, we're keeping a couple of the pictures uh, back and if questioned, they are, uh, it didn't turn out. <laughs> we're trying to work with the negatives. Yes, that's, I think, it's, uh, it's suspicious of us, but it might be also wise of us. But it happens. I mean, we're not uh, professional photographers here. All right. So you arrive, and you're all going to one thing or the other. I'll go with Vadim to memes. Okay. Mm. okay. And Reginald and Cyrus, you're going with Felix. All right. M muscle and brains, respectively. All right. Mm -hmm. cool. And Felix, you're going dressed like that. <laughs> Sir, is there any other way to walk about town? All right. So you arrive at the British Museum. Um, 
Let's do memes first. Uh, Fuller and Vadim. Uh, some of the people in charge already know who you are. So you, I'll just tell them that you want to talk to Mr. Memes. Uh, so you go down the stairs into the basement and you go to Memes' workroom where he's been working. And um, you find him sitting on a little bench against the wall. The stuff is all laid out on the table in front of him. And he looks both exhausted and lost in thought as you enter the room. The door is open. Snap in front of his face, see if I can get his attention. Ah, uh, Mr. Hello, Alton. sir. Mr. Gamantov, how are you today? Oh, quite well. Um, we have uh, brought you some more photographs. Um, though it is with regret that uh, some of them did not quite turn out. I have my man who's a uh, more of a professional photographer trying to work with the negatives, but we did get some further information for you. Too. Uh, you. Did you? Um, you yes. Can, you can set those right there on the desk. What, what further information do you have? Uh, mostly the uh, stuff on his head and parts of his backside there. We had other parts that we took photos of, but um, they, they, those are the ones that didn't quite uh, turn out. Uh, some on, on various parts of his body and his uh, nethers. <clears throat> I understand. Uh, you said that you had more information um, yes, yes. Well, th these are these are in addition to the photographs we've already given you, which uh, detailed the the previous parts of the body that we were able to photograph. I see. Are you okay, good man? Yes. I'm very tired. Mm. My head seems to be filled with cuneiform. Oh, I know the I know the feeling. I. Uh, many days uh, working on uh, mathematics and uh, various other physics and cryptography related uh, subjects and sometimes I'm up for days so I can relate to where you're coming from good sir uh, is there anything else I'm not offhand but uh, is, there, is there any chance that you can obtain the information that uh, you say didn't turn out. Like I said, though, we're trying. My uh, my valet, Mister uh, Mister Brewster, he's uh, he's uh, more adept at photography than I am. I'm more of a a uh, connoisseur, and he's more of a professional. He's doing his best to try and uh, and uh, work with the um, negatives uh, to see if there's a possibility of gaining further information. And uh, where is Mister Punchin now? In the hospital. Yeah, he's he's under under guard at uh, Bedlam, right? Again. I see. And uh, he's he's resting right now in much needed rest. Thank you very much. Mm. There is um, one more thing, just to, to that might help you out in some of the photos. 
here in these latest photos, uh, you could notice that there are various lines uh, of demarcation there. Um, they might assist you in, in, in some of the translation. Uh, some of it's also in areas that uh, we, we previously photographed. So you might be able to come up with a better uh, idea. Yes, yes, this is, this doesn't help me at all. I, I, mm. I'm, I'm not a fool. I know how to put together the cuneiform in the correct. No, I never said you would, sir. But, uh, I'll just have to go see him myself. Mm -hmm. It might be a few more days before he's, he's in any condition, I'm afraid. He's very poor, poorly right now. Well, if you if you if you don't mind, uh, I'm 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 very tired. Thank you for bringing these. Mm. I'm uh, I'm I'm indisposed at the moment. No problem. Um, Do get some rest and, and take it easy. You thank, have thank many you, duties, thank, sir. Thank, thank you very much. Please. No, and thank you. We we do appreciate your your assistance in this. He gets up and starts to walk you to the door. No, no problem. Well, sir, you have yourself a good evening, and uh, let us know if we could be of further assistance. And as soon as you've crossed the threshold of the door, he closes the door. Something mm. is not right about that man. Well, he's been working quite hard. I speak from experience. Or perhaps he's being affected. Possibly. Let us uh, discuss more later. All right. So let's jump to the others. Uh, you pass the secretary as you go down the hall. Um, uh, his private secretary is there. Uh, she uh, knocks on his door and uh, announces you. And you step inside. Uh, Campbell is behind his desk, but he stands up as you come in. Gentlemen, please. Please come in. Uh, I'm sorry if all of the, uh, the stress of these last few days has gotten to all of you, to me, to everybody involved. Um, Maggie, please close the door. She closes the door. Please have a seat. Coffee, would you like coffee, tea? No, thank you. Tea would be fine. Right. And he actually goes over and pours you the tea himself. And brings it over to you. Hmm. Now then, gentlemen. And he does something rather strange for a man of his power. And that's that he doesn't go back to his seat. He sits on the edge of his desk and crosses his legs. And he, he like, now what would you like to discuss? R Reginald. Maestro. Uh, well, Mr. Campbell Thompson, uh, we appreciate your seeing us uh, and apologize for the occasionally adversarial relationship that we have had over the course of some parts of the last few months. Um, I wonder if you're uh, particularly aware of uh, what Dr. Memes is working on downstairs. Memes? Yes, he's one of the uh, translators of Kineoform. Yes, I, I know who he is, but he's working yes. on something. He's working quite specifically on something that he has translated as the scrolls of endless shadow. Is that phrase familiar to you? The scrolls of endless shadow. 
That's correct, Mr. Campbell Thompson. I believe they were reported as missing. Hmm. Given the secrecy of your uh, second expedition in 19, it's astonishing how many things did go, uh, did escape your control as they were in the process of making their way from the Near East to the museum. I dig them up. I don't transport them. They're transported by other means. And yes, there are filthy thieves everywhere. The lossage in this... I don't believe that the scrolls of Endless Shadow were stolen. Mm -hmm. Has this have something to do with Mr. Punchin? Quite so. Uh, that's uh, what he was working on as well before his um, collapse, if you will. All right. And I, I've become aware that you're um, investigating as it were. As it were. Um, what does it have to do with Mr. Punchin and his, I mean, you, you were aware of his insanity. Hmm. Maybe speak very frankly, Mr. Campbell Thompson. Please. In uh, the considerable work you've done with these artifacts, uh, with the violence that you've seen, the setbacks that you faced. Do you remain uh, entirely rationalist in your worldview? Or have you experienced things that are, say, occult or uncanny or, let's say, magical? Do a psychology role one. And we can all do that. Can we pool our psychology? <laughs> Fail. Fail. Yeah. yeah. I, it's all, you know, spending 22 luck to actually make a psychology roll at one point almost seems reasonable, but yeah. not quite. He, uh, I'll give you this. He looks, when you ask him the question, for a moment he looks very, very serious. And then he sort of, <laughs> And he gets up off the desk and he walks back around to his desk and he says, gentlemen, in my experience, I have seen a number of very strange things. You're aware of all of this nonsense about some curse of Nineveh that's been going around through the newspapers and so forth. You're aware that some very strange occurrences have taken place in the last couple of months. I have to admit that I was a skeptic, that I am a rational human being that doesn't believe in things like magic and nonsense. But I must admit that I am beginning to wonder there are some very strange things going on here. Well, I appreciate that your mind has been somewhat opened by your experiences. I think we could all say that the same is the true, true of us. You know, as you're aware, we Wentworthians are all interested in the otherworldly occult or spiritual. And so you might think us a bunch of kooks. Uh, and there are certainly kooks amongst us. 
but the things that we have seen, felt, and suffered since we first began tracing your secret expedition are unmistakable, uh, shared, and terribly concrete. Well, I want you to understand that, you know, it sounds much worse than it is, a secret expedition to Nineveh. Uh, it sounds very mysterious. That's the way the newspapers would put it if they, if they knew everything. But the thing is, an archaeologist, we went there in 1903. I think that was the date I said before. 1903. We were hoping to find something of significance. And in fact, we found the entrance to the, the Temple of Naboo. But it was, within the, it was in the last couple of days that we had funding for. And so King and I and the others decided that we would simply bury it and then come back for it once we had enough funding. And it took us quite a while to get that funding. But that was our intention, was to go back to, to discover this significant find, which we did. We did it with the knowledge of the, uh, the, 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 uh, the board of directors for the museum. Uh, this is the way things go a lot of times. We had to sneak in because it was uh, the relationship with the British government and the Iraq, uh, Iranian government was not very good. And then we had to clandestine sneak everything out that we found because those heathens over there would simply destroy it without realizing what it was. But I am afraid that there are people in that organization or whatever government or whatever it is, whatever is going on over in that part of the world that are aware of what we've done and they're trying to sabotage all of this work that we've done. Mr. Campbell Thompson, I appreciate that bureaucracy should not stand in the way of human knowledge or learning. I appreciate that you're dealing with history and culture um, and that uh, we as members of the British Empire have a certain responsibility to um, enshrine what we have learned and accomplished for posterity. Um, however, your worldview is unduly worldly in this regard. Uh, do you know much about uh, the injuries that Dr. Punchin uh, suffers from? I'm the one who took him to the hospital. Right. I'm the only one that was contacted. I saw the marks all over his body. Apparently he's inscribed cuneiform all over his own skin. As a worldly man, Mr. Campbell Thompson, how do you suppose he managed to write cuneiform on the backs of his elbows, on his scalp beneath his hair, at the center of his back? Does that seem rather superhuman to you? I'm, I'm not fully aware of the extent of his damage. Uh, when we took him, we threw blankets over him. He was mostly naked when he, when we found, when, when I didn't find him, the police found him and contacted me. You say his, it was under his hair. Every inch of the surface of his body between his toes. And it's all properly written cuneiform script and there was no implement on the scene of the, as it were, crime. Well, if anyone could write to that extent in cuneiform, it would have been him. 
arguably, do you think he could have written texts that he had not read? Because you see, Mr. Dr. Memes downstairs is translating the cuneiform from photographs from Mr. Punchin's body. It's and an, you're it's saying a, that it's... It's a text. It's an intact text. That, that, and you're saying it's the scroll of endless shadows? That is how Dr. Memes is translating it. And it contains extremely alarming passages of prophecy, including the reconstruction of the gate of Naboo. What does it mean, the gate of Naboo? Uh, the some of the prophecy that Memes is translating involves uh, the, the uh, reconstruction of a gate or temple um, and, a, and, a, and a deity figure that he did not heard of, nor have I, called something like Yog Sothoth or Yohuthus. And the prophecy is about a realignment of the world. And we think, gentlemen, you'll back me up, we are fervently convinced that there is some figure or figures who are trying to enact this prophecy here and now in London. Gentlemen, what you're telling me is, I almost said preposterous, but I've been in the temple of Naboo. I discovered it along with the others. It's been completely deconstructed and brought here piece by piece. You talk about a gate. There's no gate. There is a building That's it's it's dedicated to Naboo. The artifacts, some of the artifacts that have gone missing, are objects that we discovered within the temple. That's true. And coincidentally, all the objects that were missing are all part of the ritual. Uh, I do believe in coincidence, but in this case, this doesn't seem like any kind of coincidence. Have you at any point in time seen any foreigners around? Well, when I was, when I was in, when I was in Nineveh, on the last day, I was approached by a gentleman in the dark. I thought he was going to kill me. He had a knife. And he threatened me. Uh, I, I, I thought that it was nonsense. I thought it was just a local who didn't like us taking their stuff. But uh, I'm not so sure now. There are legends of a, of, a, of a group of people that fiercely defend these sorts of places. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Absolutely. You do? Have you seen any of these people? Yes, we've seen them. Describe them to me. Describe what you've seen. They're the children, foreign people. 
I'm sorry, you both spoke at the same oh. time. After you, Felix. They're a foreign people. Are they are they Arabs? Are they from that part of the world? They seem uh, to favor people who would hail from such place, yes. Felix, I'm more of an upfront man, if you don't mind. Oh, the children are the children of tranquility and they've the been children protecting of tranquility. indeed indeed that's they've what i've been protecting whatever can be let out of that ancient ruin for thousands of years listen i didn't believe in magic i didn't believe in voodoo hoodoo bullshit up until a few months ago when i saw a spectral creature pass through a wall carrying tablets and attack us we are not drunk we are not drug addicts we are not high on some sort of exotic herbs magic exists we've seen it firsthand believe it or not explain to me how everyone but yourself involved in that dig has gone mad gone crazy killed themselves been stabbed or wind up with inscriptions scribed onto their bodies I think that you're exaggerating things quite a bit. The you can think is, whatever you want. I know what I'm saying. Choose to believe it or not. I do not care. It is 100% the absolute God's honest truth. Listen to me. If those people are involved, I tell you now that you can't always believe what you think you see. They're tricky and they are affiliated with people who would not have us uh, expand our knowledge of, of archaeology. There are dangerous people, extremely dangerous people. They will kill for their religious fanaticism. But I'm not so sure that I disagree with you either because I have, I have seen things. As to myself, all I can say is that I have been in very much within the public eye. I don't know that they would attack me just randomly on the street while I'm surrounded by people. If so they wanted, why they I just removed the stuff. I didn't. Uh, my good sir, if they wanted you dead, you would have. Your throat would have been slit in your sleep already. Trust me on that. Their hand reaches to all parts of the globe. Well, then I can't. I can't answer your your statements. I I don't know what to say. Well, maybe, <clears throat> maybe you could answer this. Obviously, as an archaeologist, you take very detailed records, especially when you find somewhere that's that's a first discovery. I'm sure you don't just run down and touch everything. You would have taken note of where each item was located, or maybe even a sketch. Would I be right in assuming that? Not necessarily. An archaeological dig has a lot of people involved with it. I wouldn't personally have done much of that at all. Well, Felix, I, I think I know where you're going with this. And if you're not involved in a negative way, would you be willing to help us in a positive way? I mean, what, if, you're, if you're on the right side, the good side of this. What pieces do you think have been taken? What is missing? 
Well, you mentioned the scroll of endless shadow. Yes, uh, uh, that has not been recovered. I, I thought that Mister Punchin had taken that, but that's rather where I was getting to, Mister Campbell Thompson. Mister Punchin did take it. He attempted to enact it, and he became it. As Dr. Memes downstairs can attest, the nature of the scroll of endless shadow is that an attempt to translate it, speak it, or enact it that is not correct unto its own terms causes the punishment of the text being mystically written upon the flesh of the transgressor or of some random soul should something accidental happen. That is how an impossible inscription has marked itself upon Mr. Punchin's body. It was done because he had the scrolls. The scrolls that he tried to read, we found as piles of dust in his flat. And now the reason that he was kidnapped and nearly vivisected is because there is someone else who wants that text someone who was willing to and had the a power to and the money to arrange to have him kidnapped from Bedlam, taken to the compound of a mad surgeon who was preparing to slice the skin off his living body in order to read that scroll. This is why we come to you again. This is the degree to which our opponent is dangerous. They want to recover and this, again, I'm trying to paraphrase from the text that Dr. Memes has so far translated. There's a sacred seal of Naboo that will be smashed. There will be a thousand souls that are consumed in this prophecy. There is an ascension ritual. And there is a temple. Now, is anything that you took apart and brought back here something you could describe as a sacred seal or a temple? Well, I brought the temple back. They're reconstructing it in the in the museum. That is in the prophecy, you see. That's what's alarming. Yeah, I don't. I, what you're saying is also hard to believe. You're saying that the the text on Punchin is the Scroll of Endless Shadows. Correct. That's correct. But he didn't write it. Correct. That in the it process a, of. He did not have the eye of Lamatsu. He did not have the the horn of Alu. These things are necessary. Now, whether you believe this or not, somebody out there does, and a thousand people can die. You can help prevent that. I, 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 I don't see what I really have to do with this. I, I understand my involvement from the beginning, but... You can help us track down these items. You can help us identify these items. How? I'm an extremely busy man. So the life of a thousand people and possibly more doesn't, you know. This is just, this is just, you're, you're talking about magic. I mean, I'm supposed okay. to stop doing what I do for the sake of some. No, but you could take magic. two seconds to hear me out. If you don't believe in magic, fine. Some other madman out there does believe in magic and is willing to sacrifice a thousand people to attempt this. You can help stop that. Unless a thousand lives mean nothing to you. Look, I'm, I'm willing in some ways to cooperate with what you're saying, as long as you don't, you know, disparage my name or anything like that. But I'm not exactly sure what I could possibly do. I have appearances. I have, I have things I must be involved with. Well, Mr. Campbell Thompson, or 
Mr. Thompson. Uh, you're a man who likes nice things. I saw you at the party. You were living it up. You seem to enjoy yourself brushing elbows with the upper echelon here in London. That's because when I'm I, not digging in the dirt, that's what I like to do, yes. So you do enjoy that. What if I were to invite you to join me tonight for a fine auction at Sotheby's? Only the most tip-top Thursday, actually. is welcome. Night after tomorrow. The night after tomorrow. By tonight, I meant the night after tomorrow. I, I'm afraid I have other engagements already involved. You would shun. Be. You would shun the most rich and famous in London to. Well, the auction is all antique items from the Middle East. So, uh, gentlemen, you've you've given me a great deal to think about, but I I need to I need to think about the stuff that you've said. Mm. Some of it you can investigate uh, quite directly yourself. Uh, I do hope that if you speak to Dr. Memes, you'll be gentle with him. He's exhausting himself with his translation. Uh, I also would like to um, intimate that there is a very simple thing that you can do without interrupting your otherwise extremely uh, arduous schedule. If you know what is meant by the sacred seal, as something that was perhaps shipped over that might be part of the temple, and if that were kept separate from or locked away in a vault instead of being presented as part of the new exhibition, that might make the process of this ritual more difficult. Even if you could leave parts of the temple out rather than recreating the entire thing, certainly at your command that could be done. Certainly many things have gone missing and you could make a couple things more go missing. But it seems imperative that the Temple of Naboo not be recreated in the center of London, when there is at the very least uh, a, a madman who is quite ruthless, who wants to enact a ritual at that temple. And as far as I'm concerned, the possibility that the prophecy could be made real. I'll, I'll think about some of the things that you've said, but. Now, I'm afraid I have to ask you to, to, to leave. Uh, do you have cards? Do I have a way of contacting you if I have something? So he takes your cards. I'll think about what you said. I'll, I'll, I'll speak with memes. Please do. Be gentle with him. Uh, you can also speak to Dr. Stevens at Bedlam, who is caring for Punchin. I think he could attest to our description of his injuries being accurate. Um, and you should also take care. Uh, you know, for whatever reason you've been spared so far, unlike, say, Lord Brightman, you know how his body was found, right? You know the extent. I've, I've heard stories. Yes, that was the children of tranquility before we pacified them somewhat. As I told you, they'll, they're ruthless. They have right. been known to be. Which is why I said if you, they didn't want you for some reason, because if they did, you would have been dead. Which leads me to believe either one of two things, and I'm just being honest. Either you are inconsequential to what happened, or you're playing on the other team, and they're waiting for you to make your move. When you make your move, they'll slit your throat. I don't, don't even know what so, you're talking about. Um, 
please, please, I, 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 I uh, uh, please. And he, he points to the door. So Look are you going to hear him to from you again? That's a, that's a no on the uh, auction then? I, I tell you I have stuff that I, I, I can't be involved in that sort of thing. Please. Okay. Uh, I'll, if, if, I don't know. And as an aside to Felix, as I walk out the door, I go, I, if they ask, I guess, you know, he, he, it's not important. We'll just, you know. Well, if you change your mind, Campbell Thompson, you've got my card. It sucks, you know, the, 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 the children of Charcoal, they wanted to extend, you know, yeah. you know, what they wanted him to help, but I guess we'll just tell him they don't want to. He doesn't want to. Bye. Thank, thanks for the tea. Keep the cup. <laughs> nice. That was my grandmother's teacups. Oops. All right. So out you go. He's scared. This is down the hallway. He's scared. He's confused. And either he's a part of it or he's a complete fucking idiot. Yeah, probably the latter. Yeah. He's digging the he's digging the high life now. So it seems it's pretty easy for him to uh, assume that it was cultists and maniacs who were pretending things were happening rather than acknowledging his own role in things. Uh, I don't know how he stayed alive, though. That's what leads me to believe he knows more or he protected himself somehow. Yeah. Gentlemen, we have a whole afternoon now to do as we wish. Let's go on a. <laughs> let's go robbing people randomly to collect extra money for the. No, I'm kidding. Let's visit a series of lower class pubs, and make some friends. So I guess we meet up with Fuller and Vadim. Yeah. They're probably waiting down the hall. Because they knew where you were yeah. going. Yeah, let's uh, on our way out. Let's go and see if we can see anything about the um, construction, the reconstruction of the temple. See if we can peer behind the curtain and see how progress is. Oh, what's the name of that dear young lady who works downstairs? Lysander. Lycaster. Oh, yeah. Lycaster. Audrey. Um. Well, uh, before we before the auction, I'm going to pop by and visit Miss Lycaster. Seems like an inordinately sensitive young lady. Okay. Um, uh, you'll have to go downstairs and do a uh, fine person roll. <laughs> a luck roll. So 37 is a normal success. Okay. So as you are looking around, uh, you find Audrey 
uh, sitting in a room surrounded once again by cuneiform tablets. And she's got a, a clipboard in her hand and she's making cataloging notes and she's sitting there. She doesn't see you when you come walking in. You're kind of behind her. Uh, I'll make a, you know, a, a scuffing entry noise rather than a little throat clearing maybe. <clears throat> oh, and she turns around. She's like, oh, hello, gentlemen. Uh, good afternoon. Do you have a moment for uh, a few uh, dubious uh, scholars of the occult? Yes, these, uh, these tablets aren't going anywhere. Well, let's hope so. At the rate things have gone missing. Um, have you seen much of Dr. Memes recently? Oh, poor Dr. Memes. He is really, really working on that project. Um, he hardly sleeps. I think he sleeps on the couch. I don't think he's been home in, in days. Yeah, and he was weak to fainting a few days ago, and I, he seems more distracted now. Do you, have, have you, how long have you worked with him? Mm, maybe five years. Do you know anything we can do to help him um, step away from this? Uh, it's one of those personalities, you know what I mean? Uh, scientists and, and archaeologists, once they've got their nose into a book, they won't stop. Uh, I, uh, I have occasionally, a couple times, uh, made sure that they bring him some food in the evenings. Uh, I'm not sure that he's eating it all. Well, I thank you for that good care of him. I'm, I'm worried about his health and well-being and the outcome of his work, which is quite important. Uh, how's your work going? Mm. I'm trying to uh, keep track of things. Uh, I've been working on a secondary system um, that, uh, that sort of keeps things in their places. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't been able to implement it entirely yet. I'll have to get it approved, but... This miss these missing items. This is unacceptable. I couldn't agree more. Um, and uh, we're still looking for some missing items, including a seal and an eye. None of neither thing of that likeness has showed up yet. The horn of Alu. And the horn of Alu. Yes, we have an inkling about where that might be. You think that's been stolen? She's like, well, I'm not so sure about the seal. Mm. The eye of Lamatsu, that's missing. Mm. And the horn is missing. And The seal might be intact in the collection? You know, I, it, it's hard to tell what even the seal is. Right. Yes, I don't think we have a description of it other than something that can be shattered. If, if I was to guess, now seals are usually placed on doors. Mm. And it's not literally a seal. Right, like so on much sealing wax. The door. Well, it's clay, usually, something like that. It might have magical symbols on it, wards, protections, um, curses, you know, in case, you know, to, to keep, it's really just to keep grave robbers and stuff like that away from breaking in. Um, most likely it's a, it's a circle, it's a disc of some sort. Mm. Um, 
but I have never seen it. I don't know. Do you have a catalog of things that are disc-like in shape? Or have not, there been none? Not categorized like that. Right. Would you expect it to have an image on it or would cuneiform writing? There are lots of bar relief uh, from the uh, Assyrian you know, empire. It could have Dude. pictures, pictograms or picture, uh, bar relief. Well, you might be saving uh, everyone a great deal of trouble or more if you should keep an eye out as you attempt to implement this further mechanism of cataloging. Um, that seal might be as important as the other items that have gone missing. Yeah, I, I don't recall anything that would match that description. I've never seen anything of that, that nature. Mm, I understand. Uh, it's the sort of thing that wouldn't be uh, on a threshold to be broken, but rather imprinted on the wall or the door or whatnot, you would expect. Yeah, or on the... Uh, on the uh, or a lintel or a box or, or whatever it's meant mm. to protect. Yeah. Quite. Well, uh, again, thank you for your help in keeping an eye out for old memes. Um, his How do you... Is, have you learned, uh, well, uh, let's make it easier. To what extent do you tell her anything else you know? Um, well, I don't want to seem like a complete nut, um, but That's I-, I <laughs> Not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I guess what, what I can say, I, what can be safely said, which we intimated in Campbell Scott's office, is that somebody believes there's a ritual that they want to enact. They seem to want to enact. And they want the seal, the horn, the eye at the temple. She finds that fascinating. There's, you yes. Know. And it's interesting how well informed this unknown person is, but they seem to always be two steps ahead of the museum and of us. They know a great deal somehow. That's why Mr. Punchin was attacked in the hospital. Uh, there's some very nefarious scheme afoot that involves these artifacts. So do be careful, please. There are just so many people mm. that are interested in this sort of thing. Otherwise, we wouldn't have any visitors to the museum. It's a fascinating time. It's a fascinating culture, little understood. Perhaps we should discuss it over dinner sometime, Audrey. Oh, that would be very nice. Um, well, let's, I'll, uh, here's my card. Uh, I know that you're a very busy personage as well. Well, I'm usually off uh, by five o'clock in the afternoon. Hmm. Tell me, have you ever, ever been to an auction at Sotheby's? Do I, oh, you don't really have psychology, but she suddenly gets this look on her face. Uh, she flushes. She flushes almost pale for a moment. And she says, why would you ask me that? Oh, um, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting place to uh, look at the possibility of acquiring unique objects. And it might be a fascinating way to get to know one another outside of the context of this dusty basement. 
She looks at you all very strangely for a moment, and she walks over to the door, and she closes the door, and she comes back, and she looks at you, and she's got a funny-looking little smile on her face. And she says, you know, I've always been really interested in investigation. And I think that you have been snooping around just like I am. You're aware of the auction then, Thursday night? That's correct. And we have an invitation. She says, I have an invitation. She says, I, uh, I pilfered it. Uh, I, uh, I have every intention of going there. She says, does this not look like, and she, she actually pulls it out. And she says, does this not look like it might be the Horn of Alu? Indeed, that is our expectation as well. She's a clever girl. I was going to see if I could get it back from the, uh, from the auction. If I, could, uh, if I could bid on it, I don't have a lot of money. But if I could get it back for the museum, otherwise I'll just alert the authorities. The problem is, is that then we might never get it. Yes, I expect the Sotheby's people have... Um, Extremely some, high security. Yes, a system in place to prevent that sort of interruption. And the people involved are uh, secretive. Quite. Well, perhaps uh, we can go together and uh, dine beforehand. That would be marvelous. Discuss plans. So you're also trying to obtain it. Excellent. Indeed we are. And she says, it's, it's a date then, if they said things like that back then. <laughs> Let's call it an assignation. Yes. I'll call yes. upon you at five. Excellent. Well, and she gives you her home address. Which is a tomb in Charing Cross. Very good. Well, I look forward, Miss Lancaster. Gentlemen, shall we? Yes. Once we get into the chatting wagon, I would like to bring up, gentlemen, um, I just um, thought. Yes. Before we get to chatting wagon, uh, pardon me, Miss Lancaster. Yes, Mr. Kamenthal. If you don't mind me to pry, where did you get the. Um, the uh, invitation from discretion says that I shouldn't say, sir. But uh, but we are all trying to reach the same goal, are we not? Mm. I can keep this girl can keep a secret. Fair enough. So. You're in the chat wagon now. <laughs> uh, okay. As we were walking out of the museum, it struck me that we are all part of a club of wealthy individuals who are interested in occult items. Why don't we take up a collection from the members? We have two days. Why don't we hit up all the members for some extra pocket money? For a new display item, I mean, should mm. you know, we'll deal with the consequences of not having the item if it disappears later. But 
Well, actually, no, Cyrus, on top of that, again, the idea that we can suck a little money out of the crowd and reduce the pressure on, mm -hmm. say, the mm -hmm. horn and any other high-end item, and if we had a couple of extra, if we had 500 extra pounds to pick yeah. up a nice book for the club library. Exactly. And that would lighten the load a little bit and save us from spending money. I think it's, I think it's quite clever. Gentlemen, uh, I'm curious. Uh, in your talk with the uh, with uh, Campbell Thompson, there was he forthcoming in in telling you about who it actually was who funded his uh, secret dig? Uh, we did not dig uh, toward the uh, question specifically of your. Uh, yeah, but he did say it was from the uh, the. The board uh, approved it. Thank you. You know, it's the always the board approved, but uh, who who actually put up the money? No, I you know, I again, I think that we have found that the museum is tight-lipped about funding in that regard. Mm. They don't say, "Oh, we got two thousand pounds for this expedition to bring these artifacts back." They say, "Oh, this is our endowment this year, and we allotted the board allotted two thousand pounds for this expedition." I feel it's like that. Um, I do think that. We are looking for a wealthy and powerful secret individual. So I don't think you're wrong in that regard. I just don't think that he might even necessarily know who that party is. And frankly, unless he's rather a better liar than he seems to be, I think he has very little idea how dangerous all of this is. He's sniffed at the edges of the horrors we've seen and scampered away and prefers to believe that it's a few, um, you know, heathens, as he calls them, mm -hmm. who uh, create the illusion of supernatural events. He'd rather not face the fact that he is, in fact, at the nexus of a crisis. Um, well, one truth that is there is that uh, whoever is calling these shots, these warlock, these uh, these these uh, rich person who wants to enact this. Uh, blasphemous ritual uh he's close to campbell thompson in the regards that uh if it wasn't for campbell thompson finding the um, or mentioning that he found the uh, temple of naboo that it, uh, this whole affair wouldn't have uh, gone down as they say gone down you say uh, something i that? heard somewhere once again <clears throat> Vadim, sometimes I wonder about your temporal stability. Well, it's it's also also trying to translate into uh, to English, plus hearing all kinds of slang from my from my travels. I still say we need to send memes a, a nice young girl to relax and take off all that pressure. Well, it shan't be Miss Lancaster. Thank you very much, Fuller. I don't think Great he's all the about. type of person uh, who's. The, but um, Fuller, I do, I do agree with something that you kind of uh, whispered to me on, on our way meeting back with the others here. I am concerned that he is being a little bit fervorous in his uh, translations and putting this all together. I mean, I can understand him because I am much the same way when it comes to um, my studies, but. There does seem to be a little bit of a, of a push, shall we say. Yes, means seems quite frantic. I don't know whether it's the obsession of knowledge itself. I mean, 
I'm hard pressed to see him as the figure described in the prophecy. And if it, he were the figure described in the prophecy, he wouldn't have shown us the translation. But we've all ex firsthand experienced how an object or an item can influence us mentally. So I believe he's, for lack of a better word, under some sort of spell. Mm. You know, he's obsessed, but probably doesn't even realize how obsessed he is. Just like we were having nightmares. Or... Well, remember that um, uh, Punchin said that it, the scroll wants to be read. Yes. So there's probably some coercion of a magical nature yep. that's compelling him to read the scroll. That's a very good point. And at the same time, Memes is obsessed with not allowing anyone else to read it. Mm -hmm. So he's on some sort of, uh, you know, painful crossroads where he's compelled. Yeah, but in all in all honesty, could it not just be the same situation we're in? I mean, he doesn't want he he doesn't want anybody else to read it. But technically, we don't either. You know, if we believe mm -hmm. that it can can causes great calamity we're not wanting that to be read either so you know maybe he's on that page where he's just like ah eh, this isn't a good thing to read we're still eating and sleeping yes he, he is not he is definitely under some compulsion mm, might be a good idea to find some way of getting him away for a few days and maybe all... not the uh, woman that you you wish to uh provide him there fuller but uh Maybe at least uh, give him a chance to, to get away. Also, if um, Campbell is nefarious, he now knows that there is a transcription just a few floors below him. I don't think it's... The more I'm thinking on it, I don't think it's Campbell Thompson. I think we got somebody who is cl very close to him. And that's where I think we need to be looking is who is close to Campbell Thompson. Do you think we'll learn anything before the auction? Couldn't say. Or should we ask Sykes to uh, make a general announcement that we're accepting funds for uh, additions to the occult library from a secret auction coming on Thursday? Absolutely. Mm. I agree on that. Members who contribute will have you know their name on the plaque next to whatever book or scrap of totem pole or It'd be kind of mm. interesting to know if any of the other members of the club are going to be there. Yes. I would be surprised if we didn't see any familiar faces at a secret occult auction. Did you guys just see that? See what? I could have sworn I just saw a red turban. But I looked again and it was gone. Maybe we should go by Trafalgar Square. I tried this morning. Uh, well, are we far from there now? I don't think so. Well, left or right, Felix? It was to my left where I saw the red turban. I... Do you want to I circle the block? It was gone. We're being <laughs> shadowed. Let's circle the block, shall we? Yes. 
I mean, we've been trying to get in touch with them, so. Why don't, why don't you all do spot hiddens? Why don't we? Ooh. Hard success. I got a hard success, too. I failed. Failed. Okay. Uh, Fuller and Vadim, uh, you're scanning the crowd for red turbans. Uh, you don't see anything, but at one point you do see gentlemen. There's two gentlemen. Um, at one end of a corridor, are you guys? You guys are. I'm sorry, you guys are outside. You've you've stepped out of the museum at this point. Um, you see them standing like near a, a bench uh, and they're both looking right in your direction. Uh, they're both dressed in very similar suits. Um, they're both rather tall looking. And when you look in their direction, they turn to one another for a few moments and then they turn around and go the other direction. And uh, they're far enough away that very quickly they, they, they turn a corner or they vanish out of sight. You didn't quite see where they went. Mm. But you're they're pretty sure you have the strongest feeling that they were watching you guys. They're following us. Did they look uh, Middle Eastern? No. Mm. I think we're being watched. Guido. The warlock. Or even um, the surgeons, man. That could be a possibility right there. But then again, it all comes back to the warlock, I think. Well. So we want to go to Shafaba, wherever that. All right. Jump in the car. All right. <clears throat> um, you travel to Trafalgar Square. Um, you get out. Everybody do spot hiddens again. Oh, yes. One. Okay. 99. Hard success. Hard success also. 48, just a barely a basic. Okay. Felix is trying very hard to just concentrate on getting to Trafalgar Square. There's a lot of people around. Um, Cyrus, you, you think you see people around every corner that might be looking at you, but they might also just be people walking in your direction or whatever. Um, Vadim and Reginald, every time somebody who has anything on that's red... Uh, yeah, at one point, you see very clearly a turban, a bright red turban. And then as the person turns around, you see that it's a lady uh, dressed rather elegantly in a very popular sort of style of the day with a red turban. Fuller. You don't see anything at all. I mean, other than just people. You don't see anybody suspicious. Okay. Um, 
remember uh last time we met up with them they were dressed like uh like londoners they they did not wear the turbans they were wearing bowler hats i believe they're trying to conform to the london look mm-hmm. yeah rather crisply uh and also you know we have an appointment so i don't know we might just be um spooked uh now is it the case that Dr. Punchin has been returned to Bedlam under a guard? Yes. I'm, I wonder if we shouldn't drop by and see if we can offer him any comfort. And also if Mr. Matthews would want to visit his friend who's on the first floor and see how things are going in uh, the opposite world of Leo Johnson. I mean, we have 48 hours until my date, so. Mm. That's true. And it's my date, thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. There was no way we were going to get in the way of that. No problem. Appreciate it. It's been a long time since my wife died. Hmm. Uh, You don't have to worry about me. I have my own uh, partner. All right, so in case... If you have anything else that you want to do before the date auction, you can do that now. So how much money can Sykes get together from other members? Is there any Um, speculation or does that fall through? That kind of falls through. The problem is, is that you've got people at the well, just say that you sort of realize this quickly is that other people at the club are interested in right. these things. Why would they give you money to acquire something for the club? You know, it's a collector's kind of community, not a communitarian type. Right. And yeah, a few of them are probably going to be there with their own agenda. Well, one thing that does happen is you keep running into people who are surprised because they don't have an invitation, you know, and how did you get an invitation and why didn't they get an invitation? Exactly why you should give us some money so we can acquire things that you will never see again. Sorry if you're going to let this pass, but it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, my friend, couple pounds sterling in my hand collected from everyone here and we'll have some fine magnificence you know item for the club but you know they don't give a shit about the club (laughs) all right (laughs) you know double down on the money i'll pick you up something that you're not going to be able to get your hands on it'll just cost you double that way the rest of the money goes towards the gift none of them trust you because you're an american exactly and you you talk like a grifter so (laughs) Yeah, they're... Piss off. <laughs> and then, of course, they probably go out and see if they can find out how to get a, an invitation. But, yeah, anybody you talked to there, you didn't. Reginald, I mean, not so, sorry, um, Theodore Rayburn Price is the only person who seemed to have gotten an invitation. That was worth a shot. Hmm. 
Don't you find it uh, odd that it was only Theodore Rayburn Price because that got these information originally? Well, once again, you don't know everybody at the club either. Mm-hmm. So, Surely talk. there's others here at the club that, um, shall we say, are higher up on the social ladder. Right. Wasn't his, didn't he imply, though, that he'd already spent too much money at these auctions and that's why he didn't need his ticket? Mm, possibly. There's also the thing that people don't always want you to know what they're purchasing. That's why they send proxies to these auctions, because if, if they get an expensive item, they don't want you to know that they own it, because you might be nefarious and break into their house and steal it. So best that you never find out who gets the object. <laughs> All right. So shall we move on to the, at least the beginnings of the auction? All right. All right, so uh, five o'clock. You arrive at uh, Miss Lycaster's, Audrey's house. And uh, she, uh, she meets you at the front door. She is very nicely dressed. Uh, she looks like she would belong in a place like that, although not quite. Mm. Young and uh, spirited, not withered and pinched. Right. Um, I understand there's a remarkable uh, Russian supper club, if that's of an interest, Miss Lancaster. Ooh, some kolobiaka. You might have to explain the menu to me, my dear. Although (laughs) I think that the staff is probably mostly French, so it'll be fine. Cool. All right, so you have a very nice dinner. Are you going to make your moves? <laughs> I think I think before the auction, that would be a mistake. Uh, I am going to see if I can prize out of her the secret of, of where she nabbed her ticket, but I'm not going to be pushy about it. Yeah, you, you get the, the impression that, that that's not a proper thing for you to ask. She'll, she'll become offended very quickly if you kept pressing that issue. Very well. Um, uh, I will also intimate to her that I, uh, I hope that she'll um, be game about advising me on things to bid for that might be um, fun before the, the high-ticket items show up. Yes, there might be some very interesting things. All right. So where are you going to meet? Are you going to meet the others somewhere? Uh, how far is Sotheby's from the club? Ten minutes. You know. Well, let's go separately. Actually, let's. I don't think we would. I think we'd go all on our own. Well, you only have one invitation. Well, I have. We well, have two. Yeah, take right. Two. Yeah. So I'll. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. We'll be entering separately, Miss Lancaster and I, and maintain a, a complete um, firewall. Okay. As I'm sure we've discussed while we were plotting things. Well, when you reach the door, um, you are asked, of course, to present your invitations. Um, you, uh, you can see immediately that the security is very, very tight. Um, a bit of interesting trivia is above the, uh, the door going into Sotheby's is an ancient Egyptian statue 
that is considered to be the oldest antiquity statue uh, in the entire uh, Great Britain, and that it was uh, purchased at auction by somebody who never bothered to come and get it. And so Sotheby's just eventually just stuck it up above the door <laughs> to the way in. Um, it's on New Bond Street. And uh, the technically, a Sotheby's closes uh, around uh, 6. So this is all after-hours stuff that's going on here, special auction. Um, you guys are guests. Uh, you're allowed in because uh, Felix has a, an invitation. Uh, when you go inside, there are about 30 people inside. Um, they, they don't all arrive when you arrive. They arrive, they trickle in, but they're all there at least by, by 7 o'clock. Um, What's the dress code? Is this a black tail sort of affair? Well, not 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 like a, a formal thing, but they're all very well dressed. Right. Yeah. Um, there is an area that is cordoned off where you can go by and you can look at the objects that they are going to be uh, auctioning off. Uh, Vadim, do a spot hidden. For me. Standard success. Okay. Um, there's one person there that you think you might recognize. You don't know him very well, but uh, you're pretty sure that it's Archibald Judge. He's a uh, an occultist. Uh, you're pretty sure he's affiliated with the Golden Dawn. Um, and he is rather wealthy. I mean, he's wealthy like you guys are wealthy. Uh, you've heard that he has a collection of occult items because he's just interested in them. Um, you see a number of other people. You see a gentleman who looks rather tall and thin with black hair um, and a kind of a, I don't know, um, an, uh, uh, a simple look on his face. Mm -hmm. um, the, the word that comes to mind when you see him is twit. You know. Um, there is a middle-aged fellow who's rather fat. Uh, he has, he's balding, uh, but he looks very dignified. Now, these are the people that look impeccably dressed. There are people there that because of your experience, you can say, well, that's probably a proxy. That's probably a servant. That's probably, you know, somebody that they've, that somebody else has sent here to, to do. You do see a number of women. Um, uh, there is a woman who's dressed in a black uh, evening dress. She has dark curly hair and she's got a, a kind of a, a band, very much in the 1920s style. She has large earrings and she has jewelry, uh, but she looks like she's maybe in her 30s. She looks very exotic. Um, gypsy sort of comes to mind. Mm. But, 
you know, that's also sort of that look that uh, a lot of people have. Uh, and of course, Audrey's there. And you see a number of gentlemen in very nice suits, very tall, very dignified. Uh, they're all wandering around. But the ones, uh, the ones that I mentioned seem to be the ones that linger a little bit when it comes to the Horn of Alu, which now that you can see it is this beautifully jeweled uh, ram's horn, or not ram's horn, a uh, uh, cow's horn um, that obviously looks very ancient. And you can see that it does have cuneiform uh, markings on it. Um, is it just a bejeweled horn or is it like, carved to be a musical instrument it it looks like something that you would blow yes and it's uh it's they've it's got a, a kind of a stand made out of you know velvet and, and wood uh that does not look like it's original to the artifact it's just there to, to hold it up other things that you see that are of interest there is a victorian uh a mirror uh, it's uh, got scroll work around the outside edges and it's labeled as the Dashwood Mirror. Legend has it that uh, the magician Aldous Dashwood uh, is trapped inside of it. That he was performing some sort of magic ritual and was sucked into the mirror. And um, you also see a rather large tome the tome is listed as the Dictionnaire Infernal. What language is it in? Um, you think French. The name on the front is uh, Jacques Collins. Um, and you also see a rather old-looking object. Um, it's an onyx scarab, uh, fairly large, maybe three inches across. It is, it's referred to as the Cipher of Parmes. And it has uh, hieroglyphics on it. Um, there is also a Chinese puzzle box that is supposedly uh, was created by uh, the alchemist uh, Wing Lo Min in 1659 and there is a golden cross with jewels on it called the cross of saint dolomas the severe who uh the provenance says that apparently he used it to fend off an entire nest of vampires and there's other trinkets that look far less interesting So you've got an hour to look at these things and to do whatever you want. Question. Um, speaking about looking at that one man who was a bit of a dullard, um, <clears throat> did that one gentleman that we encountered who was a rather a man baby, I forgot his name, was he happened to be here too? No. No. Okay. It just kind of comes to mind. But he seems to be the one who just seems to be there to throw away money. I, um, make, it you aware to, I make it aware to my fellows there quietly and, and to the side. 
if the if the mirror comes up after the horn I'm going to buy the mirror I'm going to take it to our guy that likes to live in the mirror I mm. think that'd be a nice gift I am interested in the scarab there myself but that's just me frankly I rather want it all <laughs> I can see why they don't let everyone in here it's true um this is this is not uh, some questionable trinkets or have or second level uh, antiquities. This these these are pretty. These look like they are pretty legit. Yeah. Also, they have such intriguing backstories or circumstances. Yes. It's all very appealing. Uh, I'm gonna uh, ask Miss Lacaster's opinion, of course, upon pieces. And also, uh, assuming that I can fit a notebook and pen in my jacket pocket, I'm going to make a couple of notes about the cuneiform on the horn, mm-hmm. the see if gen- anything stands out. Mm-hmm. The one gentleman over there, that is, uh, uh, what's his name, Archibald. He's, I can't remember his last name. He's, uh, I think he used to be part of the Golden Dawn, if not still with the organization. So he might be... Uh, someone who would be taking a deep interest in, in all of the artifacts and much like we are. Tom, I'm curious. So we're looking at these items. They've got to have some <coughs> kind of catalog description, a name or something. What does the horn say on it? Does it say the horn of Alu? Hmm. Um, it says um, it doesn't actually give me a Correct description. Um, yeah, let's say that it says the Horn of Alu, uh, rep- uh, supposedly from the Temple of Nabu in Nineveh. Um, but I mean, it doesn't. It it gives maybe an approximate date, based on the assumptions of the thing. I don't have a date. We'll just say it gives that kind of information. Right, right. And you said that uh, it was obvious that security was considerable, as one would expect. Mm-hmm. The place is officially closed for the day. Are Is there an efficient around? Is there somebody who clearly works for daylight oh, yeah. Sotheby's who's here at nighttime Sotheby's? Oh, yeah. They're, they're a couple probably, of those people. Probably their best people. They're auctioneers right. and they're the curators or whatever. Do we have a sense, uh, particularly items notwithstanding, of the legality of this nighttime private auction? Is this just something you can do, or is this something that's a little sub rosa, or quite sub rosa, or maybe legally marginal? Well, Sotheby's wouldn't be directly involved in something that they knew for sure was illegal. But at the same time, they've probably gotten assurances that, you know, because they would have they would have access to who is selling these objects. That's also something that's not disclosed. Right. And they're responsible as an institution for a degree of providence. So they have to believe that these items are real or re- their reputation amongst wealthy. Right. So it's yeah, it's it's just a, it's just clubby. And there's probably that that sense of don't ask the questions, don't you know they'll just 
I mean, Pablo, they don't ask all the questions themselves because they're making money. Would, would I be able to look at the horn and approximate what we think it might go for using appraise? Um, that's really hard to tell. Um, you think that some of these items might go for as low as, you know, 20, 25, 30 dollars, pounds. For the sake of, for those who are listening, we're just dollars, pounds. We're Americans. We don't, I don't, I'm just going to say pounds. I'm say, say dollars, whatever. It's about 25, 30 dollars. Um, some of the objects might go for thousands. It's hard to say. The Horn of Alu definitely has jewels encrusted on it. Uh, it's got gold fittings. Um, this is the problem with the whole concept of pricelessness. I'd like you to all do spot hiddens. Regular. Yeah. I'm going to spend... Oh, you got it. Yep. All right. 14. Okay. Uh, three. All right. Well, Vadim and Felix... Since you've got the harder, better. Um, you both become aware that other people are looking at you as well. And if you're paying too much attention to one particular item, you're being marked by other people. I'm not. <laughs> I'm fine with that. In the same way that you sort of mark these few people as exactly having looked at the Horn of Alu rather intently. You got to respect the money. That's all. I'm going to hide behind my attractive young date. So Mrs. L Miss Lycast, you, you said you were going to ask her something and I'm sorry. Um, uh, just generally, you know, what uh, items she thought were of interest other than, well, she what, says what she caught her fancy. She's not really a collector. So quite honestly, she's not interested in any of these things except for the Horn of Alu. Because that she wants to get back. And her opinion is that, that they don't understand that it was stolen from the museum. Of course, that might be difficult to prove, to prove if it, if somebody else owned it. But she does have the question of if somebody else owned it, why are they selling it? It seems like something you'd really want in your collection. Well, uh, as far as I can tell, Ms. Lightcaster, from what has gone missing so far, for example, the items that you helped us recover, the tablets that were in the chest, a lot of what has uh, strayed from that uh, dig appears to have gone into the hands of people who have no idea really what they were dealing with. Yes, yeah, so these people are just collectors. Yeah, and chancers, you know. Uh, here's a thing in a crate, I'll take it. I found a market for it, and the markets have been wildly inconsistent with the genuine value of the things in question. I got a really weird question. Um, Looking around at this group, I want to see if I can spot people who 
are not dressed as finely as others. What I'm getting at is we assume that there's some people out there that are proxies. Mm -hmm. Those people are not going to dress as good as, say, someone like the upper class will. So I'm trying to see how many proxies are in the room. You said you have an appraise? Yes. Why don't you do an appraise? Ooh, I got it by one point. Well, as I said, there's about 30 people in there, including yourselves. Um, the people I've mentioned, uh, uh, the tall guy, the uh, Archibald judge, um, the balding fellow, the woman in the clothes, they obviously have some money. Um, there's other people like that who don't seem at all interested in the horn. They might be interested in the book or some other object. Um, but there is definitely at least maybe 15 people in the room who are still dressed in suits, still dressed very nicely. But you can tell from your appraise that that's not like the most expensive suit that person's wearing. That's not the most expensive right. dress. Right. Gotcha. So they've probably been given orders to spend this much money and not. Those are the guys that we actually need to worry about because if they came to the auction, that means that they had to do it firsthand. They couldn't get someone hired to come in and do it. The guys who hire proxy are like really big collectors. They don't want you to know what they're getting. So, uh, and you said there were about 30 odd people in attendance? Yeah, some of them are very odd. <laughs> and you listed, you know, a fair number of pieces. So it's really, there aren't that many more objects. Like there's a handful of trinkets and there's some stuff and a couple of high-end items. But it's, it's, not, it's not like 30 people are bidding on 200 things. It's quite narrow both right. in, right. Are they serving refreshments? I don't know if they serve refreshments at Sotheby's. Maybe. Okay. Maybe okay. Here's a couple of questions. Looking around the room as we mingle, do we see anybody that looks like the guys that were watching us on the plaza? No. Okay. Do we see any guys that are Middle Eastern? Mm -mm. Might we assume this room is as white as the driven snow? White and rich. Oh, yeah, so um, well, as soon as they open the doors to the general room, you know, Audrey and I have been keeping away from this riffraff and I'll escort her genteely to a seat, uh, maybe far left toward the stage, maybe three rows back. I think they generally have the um, auctioneer in the center and they display the objects to the left as, as seen from the audience. I want to keep a good eye on things. So you all end up in the auction room. Go in there. Um, and uh, you're all, all uh, uh, everybody's working their ways in and they're, they're getting a little quiet and they're sitting there. 
And uh, that's where we're going to end it for tonight. And we will pick up tomorrow. <laughs> we'll pick up next week with the actual auction. All right. Our players included David Gassaway, John Byram, Ford Fitch, Jason Melanchock, and Jerry Bryant with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production. In order to create a richer listener experience, we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account, just a dollar to a month. Helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. And follow us on Twitter at ITDpodcast. I always want to say .com, but there is no .com. ITDpodcast. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Thank you.